What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Rico. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. It's the Rico Report. Folks, preseason game coming up. Andy Isabella is talk of the town. And I tweeted this earlier, but nobody responded because I knew you guys didn't know what I was talking about. Talk of the town, Tony Yayo, a.k.a. Andy Isabella. That's who everybody's talking about. Shame on y'all for not knowing what I was talking about, but I don't blame y'all. It's all good. But the talk of the town is Tony Tony Yayo, a.k.a. Andy Isabella. Is Kyer Elam going to supplant Dane Jackson? We don't know. We're about to find out, but I won't be talking about it by myself. I'll be joined by a special guest. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. It's the Rugal Report. Let's go. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. Welcome. Let's go. We got a big time show for you guys tonight. I'm excited. I'm jacked up. I'm ready to go. Uh, but folks, I got I to gotta get something on my chest. I got to get some off my chest. And when I do get this off my chest, and then I'm going to bring my guest on because it's it's been weighing heavy on my mind. It's been weighing I mean, Andy Isabella is rocking the airwaves in the local airwaves, right? And there are some people that are accepting of his 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 rise, and some people just don't want they don't want to hear it. He's just Andy Isabella. He's just this. Everybody, calm down. Why? Why calm down? We should be excited. We should be excited that there's new blood on the squad that's pushing to make things competitive. I mean. Two weeks ago, we were already planning out who the top six receivers are. Now, we're like, hold on a second. Those top six receivers may not be the same that we had two weeks ago. Everybody, be excited. Let's not temper. Temper what? It's fun. It's things to talk about. But you know what? I don't want to talk about it by myself. I'll be joined by sports reporter from News 8, my guy, Mr. Carl Jones. What's up, baby? What's up, my man? How you doing? Appreciate you having me on. Listen, I appreciate you making the time to come on a Friday night because Friday nights are usually the most popular day to go and do your business and go out and get a haircut and all that stuff. But you're here with me, so I'm not going to waste any more time. We need to get right into this right now. Is the hype real on Andy Isabella or should we just chill out? Look, I ain't going to tell nobody how they should and shouldn't have fun. We all got things that get, that get our juices flowing a bit. Having said that, though, is there a chance that he can sneak on to the back of the roster and be that wide receiver six? I don't see why there couldn't be a, a chance with that happening. I mean, especially with maybe some of the other guys who are competing for that spot, not grabbing it. I think Khalil Shakir is the guy that comes to my mind. He is a draft pick of last year's team, so obviously he has a leg up. But um, he hasn't really been consistent um, throughout the past three weeks, even at Fisher and then even in the preseason game. Phenomenal catch and then follow it up with a drop. So you want to see more consistency out of him. And then you see Andy, new blood, you know, obviously has blazing speed, 4-3 at the combine. I know he was a track star back in high school, back in Ohio. So, I mean, look, I understand he didn't really have the start to his career that he wanted in Arizona and, and Baltimore, but he brings a different flavor to the team that outside of Hardy, they really don't have. I, I love that you brought that up because, I mean, you've been covering the team at me, and I got to say, 
Folks, we've been sleeping. We've been sleeping on my guy, Carl Jones. I'm telling you, we've been sleeping. Wake up. Wipe the crust out of your eyes. Carl Jones is going to be on the scene. I'm going to tell you that right now. Now, hear me out, folks. Carl Jones, he doesn't just, you know, say report on the squad. He's from Cleveland, folks. And he's got inside information, right? And he knows Andy pretty well. Not well. How? Uh, I would say I know of him. And, and like, we, we, like, know each other's names and stuff of that regard. Yeah, I've known him. Um, he went to school on the east side of Cleveland, Mayfield. Um, I think he was a running back back in the day. Um, but, yeah, I've known him for a while, and I know that he was fast, little dude. I mean, he's, he's probably the same size he was back then, even smaller probably. But he was always a burner. I know he – the 60 was his thing, killed that. Um, yeah. yeah, so I've known him for a while. He's a year older than me, but, yeah, I've known Andy for a while. How does Andy make this roster? I'm going to go right into it because right now I would assume he's competing. I mean, obviously he's competing with Justin Shorter, draft pick. He's competing with Tyrell Shavers, Patman. Uh, I'm missing one more. Um, another receiver that's, that's been making some noise, and it's not coming to my mind right now, but there's there's a competition on the back end. How does he make this team? That's number one. And is it fair for folks to say, he reminds, because I know you heard it, he reminds me of Cole Beasley. It's a faster version of Cole Beasley. Why wouldn't we, ha- why wouldn't we be happy about that? And that's a legitimate question. If this is a, another version, I'm not saying he is the carbon copy, but if he's another version of a Cole Beasley, why not be excited about it? So how can he make this roster? And is there any similarities do you see to Cole Beasley? Uh, the first question is you asked about how does he make the roster. I think, one, he's going to need some guys ahead of him, maybe not to um, play as well as they have. I mean, I know Shorter, out of everyone you mentioned, is probably not as far along as a receiver. But yeah. I know they really, really like his special teams ability. Um, what he brings mm-hmm. to the table. That's a big dude. I mean, that's a, like when he walked past me, that's a big boy. Well put together. Um, mm-hmm. Look like he spent time in that weight room. I, I'll say that about Mr. Shorter. Uh, so I, I think regardless of his receiver duties, which he probably isn't as far as along, um, which, I mean, he was a five-star guy coming out of Florida, maybe didn't light the world on fire, but he's a big dude. And those guys, you're going to bank on, hey, if we can get him in our system over a couple of years, you know, maybe we can develop the uh, wide receiver skills while he can contribute day one on kickoff, punt, all that good type of stuff. Um, and Andy, just based off his frame, can't run down on kickoff. Like, you just won't ask someone who's 5'9", 190 to run down on a kickoff. Um, so I think that's he's going to ha- has that uphill battle in that regard because if you're not the top four receivers, what else do you bring to the table special teams-wise? And Andy's, I guess, easiest path would be returner, but you just paid $5 million guaranteed to Hardy, which – that's the that's the roadblock and you're not going to party and just give yourself five million dead cap or whatever the exact number is and just cut your losses so that's the uphill battle for him in that regard having said that though i mean he has you know and it's not just the games i I want want to make that clear he's had a really good camp at fisher he was really you know was doing his thing um then obviously last week in the game against the colts he did his thing as well he's been consistent which is really impressive when you talk about the playbook of the NFL, picked it up. My man was off the streets for this entire offseason and picked it right up. And when you're catching passes from Josh Allen in practice, that means that they're saying something, right? That's just not – like, I know when people talk about the hype train. Okay, but he is working with ones. And I know it's just pat and go. I get it. Yep. Right there. Yep. But Josh Allen has valuable reps with that rocket cannon. He ain't trying to waste it on just anybody. So I think there's an uphill battle. But, I mean, shoot, two weeks of continuing to do this thing, Brandon Bain and McD are going to have some – some conversations I'll say um, in a couple of weeks. And then your second question, I believe was, what was the second one again? How, how's he, how's he make this roster? And you pretty much answered like, how is he going to make this roster? How can he, what is he going to have to do? I mean, he's, 
he's opened up enough eyes right now that he's getting more opportunities with yeah. J.A. So it, it, this preseason, these next two preseason games, I believe. What, what I honestly see how this working out is um, I, I think with the six, I think they just based off the fact that Andy won't be able to prime, provide much on special teams because of Hardy, point blank, right. period. Right. Um, but I think the six, they'll probably keep Gabe, Steph, Hardy, Trent. Um, you're going to keep Shakir just based off of, um, of you hope that he can get his mental consistency down pat, which you, mm-hmm. I mean, you've shown that he can play in games. And then you're probably going to pick shorter just based off the fact that if this receiver is not going to catch passes on game day, can you run down on kickoff? Which Andy, not his fault. I mean, God didn't right. bless him to be 6'5". But right, right, right. Uh, so I think that's how it goes. So I'm, I'm what I'm imagining what they're assuming is stash him on a practice. Well, cut him. Right. Hopefully gets through waivers and then bring him back on the P squad, which um, which would be very beneficial because guys get hurt and attrition is a real thing in the NFL week to week. So I think that's where. And oh, I know what it was. You said something about Cole Beasley. I think they're uh, different players. I think they're different players. I, I do. Think, I think. So. I think. Um, the way I see Andy to a certain extent, he's not Hardy because I think Hardy is a little bit more. Um, he's thicker. He's a little. Like, you see Hardy, man. That's a thick little dude, man. He, he he's a powerful runner. Um. Cole was a little bit more sudden. I think um, Andy yes. is – and I, I think Andy's is, is a like, – he's a freak. I mean, when dudes run four threes, I mean, you got all the – shout out to you, my man. You can run. No so doubt. I think they're different players, but could he provide a similar um, – at his at his best? Obviously, not right now, but at his best, could he provide some of the similar things over the, over the middle stick routes for Josh Allen? I don't see why he couldn't. It's, it's gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be a tough one. Like you, you brought us some good point. I mean, the the major point is the special teams, and special teams is massive. Special teams is big, and you, when you have a guy that's six four, six five, built like To, you know what I'm saying? Like it's how do you how do you dismiss that? You can't. You can't dismiss it. And uh, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, man, how can you make this roster? It's gonna be an uphill battle, and I think everyone knows it. You root for that. You root for that. But I mean, when you really put the nuts and bolts together. It's it's very tough, but you you know what? Nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. You just never know. I'm gonna switch gears with you a little bit. We have a new we have a new play caller, defensive play caller, Sean McDermott. Have you have you noticed a different vibe about Sean McDermott years past to this year with his press conferences, with the way his demeanor is in practice, the way he talks to the guys? Is he more involved? Is he just the same? What's the difference between you know what I'm saying? Sean McDermott last year and years prior to Sean McDermott this offseason. Sean McDermott kind of always been that stoic dude. I don't really think that's really changed this year. That real like cookie cutter, like I'm not really showing y'all much. Uh us, when I say y'all much, it's us that are not right. in that building, which mm-hmm. is his estilo. That's what he does, and I respect him for it. But um, from my perspective, no, but I, I have been able to tell that the guys are flying around in terms of whether that's you know, play calls, designs of that matter. The guy it, it, It'd be some practices where I'm like, ooh, that look is a little juicy right there. Like, like I, I play defensive back, so I'm like, man, like I, I would have been in heaven if that was the coverage or like that was the, the blitz up front and that would have set like me it. up. The ball coming out fast or some some things of that regard. So, um, it's early. Um, they haven't, they won't probably show much in the preseason just based off the fact you're not going to show, um, the Jets Week One much. But maybe not him per se. But there's a difference you can tell with the vibe of how. The plays are looking defensively. We're like, hey, McDermott's trying to put his little his little imprint on this team. Okay, so then, which brings me back to Leslie Frazier now, because Leslie was a w- well respected, 
well, not only is he well respected around the league, but he's respected by his by the by his players. I mean, they they wanted to play for him. I feel that Leslie gets, you know what I'm saying? He gets a lot of the 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 brunt of the the negative chatter coming from the fans and the blame and so on and so forth. Him being gone, have you noticed? I mean, initially when the news went about, was there a sense of like, damn, like we didn't see that coming? Or was it something that most people saw coming based on the results of how the season ended last year? I think it was the timing that kind of throws everyone for a loop. If he would have, if they would have parted ways like a week after that Bengals game, I think everyone would have been like, oh, like, okay, that the way the season ended was kind of wonky. But if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was like after the combine or right around the combine time, which is like a month after the season, which is kind of late to leave or get fired right. or whatever happened. I don't think we we're right. not going to get the true story on that in a while. But I think that's the difference is so we're kind of like, what? True. Like, was it performance based? Was it just you know, more creativity or, you know, what if Sean McDermott just wanted more of an imprint? Whatever the case may be, I think that's the one that that's the caveat right there that has everyone that's not involved in those decisions a little confused on the reason behind it and well and quite frankly i don't think we'll ever get that reason which i mean respect to everyone who was involved in that that's their prerogative but um yeah i think that's the thing the timing it was the timing just really really weird really weird let's let's switch gears we're gonna go back to the offense side of the ball and uh i gotta talk about it man kincaid is he the real deal is he is he that dude like where everybody's talking about how great he's going to be and how how impactful he could be on this offense. He's like your big slot. He's going to have to work on his inline blocking. But at the end of the day, like that's a weapon. That's weapon X. So what you've seen on field, will there be, a, uh, I guess, a translation to the field, you know what I'm saying, on game days, Sundays, Mondays, like Monday nights? Talk to me about Kincaid. Look, I'll be the first to say that that stat about rookie tight ends taking a long time to to transition to the league. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, it's only been like three to ever get over 600 yards. Kyle Pitts is one of them. And then you got to go like another 15, 20 years to find the next. Maybe 600, 800. I forget the exact cutoff. Right. Having said that, though, dude looks really, really good. Like, really, really good. And I know his back was one of the main reasons why he dropped in the draft. Um, his, uh, I guess, inability to be a, a, a traditional wide tight end probably right. has something to do with right. that as well. But he looks smooth, man. I think that's just the number one thing when you notice when you watch him out there at practice, man. He looks really, really like. I, I think it's funny. I was talking to a, a fellow uh, colleague of mine when watching one on ones and watching Dawson Knox do one on ones compared to Kincaid is just two drastically different players. And it's not a knock on Knox. Knox is more of your traditional wide tight end, in line blocker, physical at the top of routes, um, boxing players out of that regard. Knox is still athletic. Don't get it twisted. But that's how he just moves out there, right? Kincaid moves like a receiver, and I'm not exaggerating that. And I can't wait for you guys to be able to see that whenever he's able to get the opportunity come Sundays and game day because he looks really, really darn good. If he can be that slot guy. I know everyone's talking about Cole Beasley right. replacing that production, right. right? I don't know why Cole – I mean, I don't know why Kincaid can't be that at his best. And, look, I, I, I am big on – pumping the brakes on rookies and McDermott right. has literally tried that every single second when he talks to the media, like, Hey, I, y'all keep talking about him here, rookie. All right. Yep. But I think one of the biggest transitions between uh, rookie tight ends and the transition to the league is the blocking aspect of it, but they're not going to ask Kincaid to block every single snap and snap out. They're, they're not going to put him in positions to do that. So I think that's where 
his transition to the next level is going to be a little bit easier than maybe a Kyle Pitts his first year out or maybe a TJ Hawkinson or Vernon, like all these other guys who are high draft picks. He's not going to be asked to do the nitty gritty stuff, snap in and snap out. Will they ask him to do it on, on the first or second down? Of course they will. He's a big dude out there. But I mean, they're going to ask him on the money downs. Hey, man, it's somebody in front of you. Go get open. Let's go. I love like, it. I love it. I got, I'm going to put it this way. Listen, folks, by the way, for those that are tuned in for the very first time, listen, this is the Record Report brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. I am joined by Carl Jones, News 8 reporter and, and, and covering the Bills. And uh, listen, don't get it twisted. Carl Jones knows what he's talking about. He was a former DB at the Syracuse University. Don't play with your boy. I mean, he could, he could, he knows the in and outs, the X and O's. So this is the ideal individual to talk to. And I appreciate Carl Jones coming through. Uh, Carl, we're gonna stick, we're gonna stick to it, man. Let's let's get back to the defense. I gotta get back to the defense. You're a defensive back, and this is a perfect transition. I gotta, I gotta play something for you because I'm gonna tell you something. This player. I appreciate this player. I really do. I want the best for this player. I want all the success for this player. We went out and got this player. And this player is Kyrie. All right. Kyrie Eel. And and I and I, I listen, I'm I'm looking for something. I gotta put it up there because I mean this is who we gotta talk about. We're talking about our guy, Kyrie Elam. Okay. This guy right here. All right. We love him. Drafted in the first round. He's got all the physical tools possible to be in a in a, a great corner. And there was a play that really stood out to me. And uh, talking to a former DB, this is going to be perfect. So I'm going to play this little quick clip. And I need you to, I don't want you to break anything down. It's just that what frustrates you about these type of things? And it's a DB. You know, DBs, I mean, they, they, they do a little bit of tugging and holding a little bit. But let me play this clip real quick. To the receiver. And you can see there, it's nice coverage there. Yeah, little jersey uh, little Ah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, he's the DB in you. He's there. He's there. Like everything he did, stab him, stay in his pocket hip. He turns, you turn, and you gotta yank. So as you're as you're you're coached up, and as a young player coming out of high school, your DBs, they always told you to what to trust your speed, trust your abilities. Is does he have I guess my question is gonna come down to based on what you see in camp, is it a lack of confidence? Um, is it just the game hasn't slowed down for him enough? What is it about Kyrie that he hasn't been able to really take that leap to separate himself from Dane Jackson? And there's no slouch on Dane. Dane can play. So can Christian Benford. They all can play. And you love to have this competition, but you'd like your first-round pick to separate himself. What is it, do you think, uh, in your opinion, what's stopping him from there? Is it what, what's, 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 what's the block? Yeah, I want to preface this by saying I'm not in his mental space and I'm not going to sit up here and say I know exactly what he's thinking every time he's out there. I think that's one thing I do respect about sports is um, it is a mental game. Having said that, though, there is a lot of stuff where you watch him play and it's like shoot your guns, you know, trust your feet. You worked your tail off from that from all offseason, you know, and mm -hmm. plays like that has nothing to do with pedigree plays that plays that you just clip has nothing to do with how tall you are, how fast you're going to run. That's just all about – because he's done. you've done that drill 10,000 times this offseason where you, you break off one foot and get downfield. You've done that you, that – you do that drill in pre-practice before the game. You probably do it on the sideline just having fun. So that just comes down to just trusting your technique and just letting the game slow down. And I think that's the one thing that I kind of noticed a little bit from afar is that 
um, whether it's just instincts or just second guessing out there. There's a lot of times where you see a rep and you're like, oh, he dominated that rep and he's no, he knows he's 4'3". He knows he has 30-something odd-inch arms. He knows that he's physically better than the guy across from him and he uses that. And then other times I feel as if he's – I don't want to say guessing because, I don't, once again, I'm not in his headspace, but it seems right. like he, he he's not full-fledged confidence. And I want to preface this by saying outside of quarterback, there is no more mentally taxing position yes. than corner. Bar none. Like, there is nothing like you're on an island, all 60,000 people in the arena, in the stadium, know that if someone catches this pass, this is your fault. And you know what's even worse? You can be in the vicinity, it's not your coverage, and they still going to blame you. How about that? So it's, it's such a hard position mentally as it is. And then, so that's that's the external pressure. And then when you have the internal pressure, that's when it, it really hurts, man. That's when it's really, really tough to play the position. So I hope that... Whatever he's, once again, not trying to sit up here and, and say this is exactly what's going on. Right. But you can tell certain times. Like, that little tug has nothing to do with – you don't teach that. you know. And don't get it twisted. We all grab. I mean, shoot, right. DB – All DBs oh, grab. Receivers, we know that. Re- receivers push off DBs grab. It's part of yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. Sauce Gardner is the king of grabbing. We know, we know well, that. Exactly. But <laughs> Sauce Gardner is also the most confident player I've witnessed as a rookie in a long, long time. He's just so, so confident in how he plays. It's confident. And I think that's the thing. And, I, and, I, and you would hope that – Kyrie can get those. And I think a lot of it, too, to be honest, is the fact that he is in a Super Bowl caliber team. Right. And he's in a, in a competition. So he's battling the, you know, we can throw like most rookie corners. You can throw out there and just put them in the fire and see how they react. Well, for right. Kyrie, he he was kind of always looking over his shoulder because he's competing for a starting spot on a team that's we want to develop you, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. But we got a Super Bowl to win, my boy. We for really sure. can't take too many lumps with you out there. And don't get it twisted. The Bills aren't holding him back. They want their first-round player to play. But yep. let's be honest here. That definitely has something to do with this for sure. I love it. It is it, Christian Benford, man. I, I keep saying it, man. He is a thorn in the side of Dane Jackson, in the side of Kyrie Elam. This guy just won't quit. He is all over them. What's up with Christian Benford? Are, are we to be excited that maybe he might sneak in and say, you know what, man? Y'all two take a seat. I'm taking this. Now, you know how we talk about the instincts with Kyrie, maybe yeah. just like going to take a minute to get up there. Christian right. Benford is the exact opposite. Now, mind you, Christian Benford's not a little dude either. Whenever he walks past me at practice, like, bro got some muscle on him. I, be, I don't know. I believe he's like six months. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he ain't no little boy. That's a big boy. And Real confident player, man. I know those small school dudes. I done heard it 10,000 times. They got a chip on their shoulder, all that good type of stuff. I get it. I think he's from Baltimore, so you know he already got another chip, a boulder on his shoulder, for for goodness sake. But that's a real confident dude, man. And I believe that last year when he was out there, he showed it. He's not willing to – he's willing to stick his face in the fan, which is so heavenly to see from a corner's perspective. You know, dudes coming up in a run fit. What he did to Derrick Henry setting the tone in that Titans game was lovely to see. Mm. So, I mean – the only thing that held him back last year is that a broken hand and I think something else. I so, I mean, yeah. So, if he stay healthy, I don't think we're having this conversation. I think we're just like, oh, Dane somewhere else and Kyrie, you know, is whatever. But Benford, I, I'll say this. If it's November 3rd and we're like, yo, Benford has, has really done a good job at CB2, I would not be shocked at all. He's Those confident players can go a long way because you can really fool yourself into thinking that you 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 some, you one of them ones. And he's confidence is not lacking with him. I like that. I like that a lot. So let's uh, let's switch gears away from this whole this uh, offense and defense. I gotta I gotta take you away because I know you gotta you gotta get out of here soon. So 
this whole AFC, this AFC East, we're gonna stick with the AFC East, man. Are these are you listen? I keep I keep telling people respect the Jets, respect them. They are good all the way down the board from quarterback to to the safety on the squad. Are the Jets for real? Like, are, should the Bills fans show a little bit more, you know, saying respect for this team? Because a lot of we won three division champs. We get it. We nice like that. But every year is different. So what have you done for me lately type of league? The Jets, the Dolphins. Talk to me about this AFC East, how nasty it is. No, it's a tough division. I'm not going to lie. It's, you got some dudes. And I know that last year, I mean, look. As a fan, you're always supposed to support your team through and through, like right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm going to support my guys. Like Syracuse, we are going to get killed by Alabama, but don't get it twisted. If they play in the Crimson Tide, I'm definitely rocking with my guys. All right. No doubt. As crazy as that sounds, I get it. Whoever listening right now, what is he talking about? Look, whatever. I'm rocking with my fellas. So I hear y'all Bills fans when y'all when y'all play the Dolphins and the Jets. I get it. No one's knocking that. But let's not forget that Skylar Thompson went into Orchard Park in January and had people against the ropes. Like, this this isn't like some gr- some crater Grand Canyon size gap between the two teams. I get it. The Bills were dealing with a lot emotionally, injuries wise. They were dealing with a lot. I get that. I'm not here to ignore that. But like this, let's not say that this is um, Alabama versus some SCS squad. Like these these teams are on their heels, and it's any given Sunday. You know, I think the beauty about football is that you get hot for a one half, and you off to Cabo, man. Vacation time, <laughs> like point blank period. I mean, obviously, A Rod. We'll see if if he's falling off a cliff or if last year was an anomaly. You know, what about the offensive line that hasn't looked great this mm-hmm. August? But what if they get things clicking together? Then the Dolphins. I think their entire season revolves around if two is healthy, um, and their offensive line isn't great either. But I mean, they're no slouches. I would not be surprised if come January we're like, oh snap, here we go. Somebody's coming up to Orchard Park wild card round. Let's go. Yeah. Like so, those teams, I believe, based off QB play, offensive line, the it's Bills should tighter. not overlook them at all. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot tighter. Uh, a lot of people are talking about how the AFC East has has become the 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 one of the top divisions in the in the game. And is it is it tougher than the AFC North? Man, so that's tough. And I think that the Bills is tough because. I'm going to say the North just for the simple fact that if we're going to compare like the three and four teams from each division, yep. Yep. I think the Patriots, although are never going to be an easy out, you know, what, as, long, as long as Bill's over there, I think they're always going to be a competitive physical squad. But I think they're probably eighth comfortably out of the four te- out of the eight teams in the division. I think the AFC North kind of holds on two people. Uh, Todd Munkin, that Baltimore OC, what he can do with that new with the weapons over there. Like what's so what does Baltimore look like, right? Because if that's the case, I a Baltimore team with a you know juiced up Lamar Jackson. Like I played Lamar in college. All right, if they get that Lamar back, good luck. And then uh and then obviously I'm from Cleveland. So whatever four looks like back there, quarterback, if they get that same dude once again that I played in college and that we saw his first couple of years in the league, good luck. So I, I would say the North is a little tougher just based off of all four teams. If yep. put it like this. I don't see the Patriots making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I can see all four teams in the AFC North. If something broke the right way, yeah, I can see even the Steelers making the playoffs. Yo, listen, I was looking at, listen, I'm going to tell you something, man. The Steelers, they're, listen, if Kenny Pickett puts a year together, the Steelers are going to be dangerous. If, I'm never counting out Mike T either. Like, come on, it's Mike T. You it's can't Mike T. about Mike T. Mike T is, he's that dude, right? You go over to Cleveland. 
if Deshaun Watson can go back to old Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper and these boys and Joku and, and Chubb, yo, this team could be nasty. This team could be real nasty. And then you've got the Baltimore Ravens, the fun Baltimore Ravens. They just brought in Clowney. They got Lamar. They got OBJ. Uh, Zay, Zay Flowers looking nasty. This is going to be a fun AFC to watch. And uh, you get to be there to cover the whole thing. You get to be there to cover the whole thing. So I'm excited about that. So uh, let's bring it back to the Bills. Let's bring it back to the Bills because I need to talk about my guy, Josh Allen. And Josh looks like a renewed Josh. He looks like a, a Josh that just he's laser focused, still relaxed. And I have this thing about Josh and he gives you this. Go Bills, right? Nice guy, sweet guy. But I need him to be, I mean, a whole Josh. Do you see that in practice? Does he does he hold these guys accountable? Does he kind of give them the gears a little bit? Or is he still still the you know jokey hand doing the handshake and, and all that stuff? What kind of Josh are we getting this year as opposed to the last few years? It's funny you say that because if you would have asked me that question a week ago, I would be like, I don't know. But earlier this week, I wasn't at the practice, but I talked to my colleagues about it, where um, traditional training camp fight or whatever, guys, getting at it. And um, a helmet flew off, regardless if Tyrell Dotson swung it or was in the air or whatever. I wasn't there, and I'm not about to argue over the, the fine details of how right, a fight right, right, broke right. out. Right, whatever. I, playing football myself, those are the most yeah. overrated things on the planet. Like I don't really care. But the fact that from all reports at the media is that Josh was, like, yelling like nipping it in the bud, like, yo, like cut this cut out. out, like, like all this good type of, st- yeah, all that good type of stuff, which Josh, the goofy Josh, friendly okay. Josh talking like that. Like, okay. so I, I think, and I know this earlier, this off season at OTAs, he was talking about a, a new focus. Sean McDermott said he, he felt a new Josh coming into the building. Um, I mean, he was a young guy. I mean, Buffalo got him when he was young, you know, maybe not always confident in his own ability, abilities, right. but when you get that, when you get that nice check, when you, get flat out embarrassed in your own house mm-hmm. in playoffs, you know, reality sets in. Um, whether the digs thing got anything to do with it, I don't think so. But just a bunch of factors, right? It's just like, all right, man, let me tighten up. We have an older roster. How many more years do we have of this, all these all pros on one team type of vibe? Like, let's do it. Let's do it, man. And um, based off that incident, I believe that would have been Tuesday. Yep. I'm like, all right, hold on. Buddy, uh, buddy locked in this year. He's locked in. I like it. Uh, Let's switch it because I know you, you're leaving soon. So I want to I want to jump into your field, right? And press conferences. You got your colleagues all in the press conference. You got Josh Allen coming in. You got Stefan Days coming in. Are you? Do you guys go by feel of what you want to ask and present? Is it written down? Are you a freestyler or are you a written type of guy when it comes to? You know, what I'm saying asking these questions to the players that are on the board, or if it's Brandon Bean, or if it's uh, Ken Dorsey, or or whoever. When you guys are in the press conference rooms, how's that? How's that vibe for you personally? So for me personally, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm so young in the space and still like trying to like figure out maneuver how I want my, um, I guess my journalistic um, route to go. That I don't ask questions when it's McBean, Dermot, I mean Dermot, McDermott, Josh, yeah. the big, the heavy hitters, just because um, I'm still learning, right? But I, when, but from what I observe from other people, there's definitely a vibe in a way that you ask certain questions, especially the hard hitting questions. Because I mean, no one wants to talk after they lose. But hey, Josh, you threw three interceptions. What happened? Or like, hey, McDermott, y'all gave up 200 yards on the ground. Talk what about. I say it. about 
talk about. And so there's ways that you ask that question without being disrespectful. Um, right. There are certain questions that you obviously have written down that you want to go in for the day. Like, hey, I want to talk about I want to make a story out of this for the day. So I'm going to have a certain two or three questions that we must ask. Right. But then other times, Josh in a goofy mood today. All right. Let me ask him about, you know, gotcha. go by the, vibe. the type of like, oh, like so you can feel the guys, especially um, with building rapport with the players. You can tell what questions you can get away with, what can't you get away with. I know Diggs is great whenever he speaks to, to the media. He's awesome, dude. He'll talk, sit up there all day. Like I know when Diggs comes to the podium, all right, here we go, y'all. We who knows what he about to give us. This about to be Absolutely. something juicy and good, though. So I like uh, that's kind of how that works. I know, and I ha- and I had to ask that because uh, and then I got to follow up because I'm a, I'm gonna speak for myself. I get I get pissed off when a valuable question's been asked. We can't as a viewer hear the valuable question, and then the answer starts coming. Like what what was asked, and we're trying to piece together. If you can, you know, saying nudge the AV crew and say, "Yo, step up the microphone game in this mug because the viewers can't hear it." When Carl Jones is about to ask a fire question, I want to be able to hear what Carl Jones is going to ask, but the audio is not working. So you don't got to comment on that. I just want to let, I just want to vent that out because us as viewers, we have a problem. Yeah, I, I felt the same as that way. When I got to read back my, some of my videos, I'm like, man, who asked what question? Like, tell me, oh yeah, Perino asked this question. Hey, they're not showing Perino in the crowd. I don't know where he is. Like, so yeah, I'm, I've been in that same, same boat where I'm like, man, can y'all boost it just a little bit? Just a little I bit. like it. Well, I'm I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you run because I know you got you got things to do and I I really want respect your time. I'd love to have you back because there are way more questions I want to pepper you with, but I'm just kind of you you you're new to the show. You know what I'm saying? We gotta we gotta work that up with a little bit, but a little bit. But uh, any pieces that you're working on that people should be go checking uh, and where they can find your work because I really want to get this uh, this out there and uh, really get your 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 yourself out there. And uh, so, what pieces are you working now that we should be looking forward to? Yeah, so it's a couple of things that we're working on, um, myself included, and then uh, my new station over there at News 8 for this upcoming season. One is a segment called Let's Talk Ball, um, where every single Tuesday, I believe, and Wednesday, where my, my dad, Brown, and myself are going to break down um, from the film All-22 what we see. And from obviously, from my perspective, it's going to be heavily okay. slanted towards the DBs. Uh, so whatever you want to know, like, oh, Dane Jackson was the closest player to It was his fault. No, it wasn't. It was somebody else's. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be able to give that for you. Um, my Twitter handle, which I give most of my stuff from, is Jones Eleven underscore. Once again, heavily slanted toward DBs, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not just giving them all pub like good pub. I will be honest with them, honest with you guys, just like I was with Kyrie Elam play last year. But yeah, Jones Eleven score underscore. A lot of all twenty two stuff. Um, a lot of maybe stuff that you guys want to question for. I mean, an answer for that I can lean you in the right direction. I right. um, haven't been out there. So, yeah, that's the type of stuff if you're looking for. Um, kind of confused. Like, man, I know it was Trey White fought, right? Hold on. Now. Hold on. One Trey fought. One Trey fought. You know what? And, and let me let me get into this because uh, I, I have to ask this, right? And I love this. And this is why I think this is so great because we have uh, uh, a reporter covering the team that has experience on the gridiron. A lot of times you may not have that. They may have played back in high school, but that's the highest level they ever played. But you played – collegiately you're going up against lamar jackson for crying loud and i love lamar jackson that's my dude so um we would love to have you back and we can break stuff down because i'm gonna put some stuff there and be like yo was it his fault and we could talk about it but i know you have your own thing we love it and i'm gonna put i'm gonna put up your 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 handle here once again so it's jones underscore 11 excuse me jones 11 underscore 
Yes, I'm going to put that up for everybody. I need you guys to go and follow my guy. Hold on a second. I'm going to write that thing down. Jones11 underscore. Go follow my man, Mr. Carl Jones. This is his handle. Do not mess around. Get on there. Follow my guy, Carl Jones, and let you let him know that your boy Rico sent you. Carl, my man, we appreciate you. This was great. I'd love to have you back, and uh, we'll definitely chop it up. We, I mean, listen, it's a long season. <laughs> it's a long season. Yeah, we got 18 weeks, including the bye week. We got 18 of them. Eight, plus, the postseason. Weeks, plus the postseason. Plus the postseason. Plus the postseason. Plus the Super Bowl. We're going to do that. So pace yourself, my yacht. Pace yourself. It's a long season, folks. So, folks, do me a favor. Follow my man, Carl Jones, Jones11 underscore News 8, covering the Buffalo Bills reporter, Carl Jones. Folks, appreciate you. Carl, appreciate you, my. We'll definitely keep in touch, my man. For sure. I'll be back for sure, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, that is Carl Jones. I appreciate my man. He came through. He's got to go to work tonight, man. He's got to he's got to go to work. He's got things to do, and uh, I hope that uh, he kind of gave some insight on things that potentially we don't we don't quite you know what I'm saying have our privy enough to know. You know what I'm saying? We're we privy. You feel me? And anytime I want to use the word privy, you know what I'm saying? I, you guys already know who I'm talking about. But uh, I like what we could potentially be building here, um, and uh, this team seems to be heading in the right direction it's always been in the right direction but the fact that the fact of the matter is he's answered some feet some things i've had the confidence factor in kair elam he's got all the physical tools we know that it's a matter of having the confidence and consistency right consistency needs to come from and we and this is nothing nothing new right kalu shakir he can make two great plays acrobatic catches and then drops an easy one we need consistency kind of reminds me of robert woods Robert Woods would come in and make the toughest catch. And you're like, let's go. And then three plays later, he drops a freaking ball. where You're like, we needed that first down. And you dropped that? What? That's Kalu Shakir. But he's young. He's young in the game. So it's going to take some time for my guy to, to get it get it going, right? Josh Allen nipping things in the bud. He's a little more laser focused this year. He said it. And it's, it looks like it's falling into, into play in line, which I love. But here's what I love most about what Carl Jones uh, news a reporter just said confidence is not lacking in christian benford so it wouldn't surprise a lot of us if at one point he becomes that that guy that gets the start and continues it's a dogfight folks it is a dogfight and uh and you want to see this thing right this andy isabella situation it's it's really cool it's a nice story um but when you really put it all together when you really put it all together and see where he can make this squad, it's extremely tough. He is on an uphill battle, a very steep, steep hill. And if he works his tail off, they, they could find place for him. It's just too difficult because special teams is extremely important to the Bills. Special teams is huge, right? We had touchdown Jesus on the squad last year, and they loved him on special teams. He's no longer on the team, so you need to replace that. So special teams is huge. So shout out to uh, Justin Shorter. If you're going to make your way on the squad, you got to do it on special teams. But along the way, develop into a receiver that we can count on. But you know what? You got some competition. You got Tyrell Jones. You got Tyrell Shavers. You got Keyshawn Johnson. Thank you for that earlier, guys. Keyshawn Johnson in the fold. On top of that, and uh, obviously you got you got Patman in there. So. There, there's competition for that receiver six spot, but maybe it is, it's just what it is. They love what they have in 
Justin Shorter on the offensive side of the ball, more so on the special team side of the ball. So you gotta you gotta show love to that. So uh, that being said, folks, let's get into it. We got a big game coming up, um, and I say big game. It's, it's it's preseason, but it's it's stiff competition. You've got Mike Tomlin and these Pittsburgh Steelers looking mighty good. I've been hearing really good things. Thank you, my love. I've been hearing really good things about the the. I guess the 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 surge of these Pittsburgh Steelers, man. If you guys remember when we played the Pittsburgh Steelers last year, George Pickens was an absolute problem. George Pickens was an absolute problem for our guy, our guy, Kyer Elu. So this, if this is going to be an opportunity for Kyer Elam to step his game up, to Kyer Elam to 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 separate himself from the group, from the pack. Who better to do that against George Pickens, which is beasting out there. And then you're going to have Deontay Johnson. So, I mean, how long these guys get to play? I mean, the Bills, coach already said it, the Bills are going to be playing about a quarter, quarter and a half. So you're going to get at least a full quarter of these guys to seeing how they gel. So it'll be very interesting how this all shakes out and how it all plays out. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a big game. It's going to be a big game. Uh, I got a Z-Mac coming in with a comment here. Z-Mac says, yo, Rico, all love to you and the fam. Stay blessed, my man. Go Bills. Thanks, Carl, and go Cuse. Yeah, boy. Here's what I love about what Carl Jones brings to the table, and I'm hoping to have Carl Jones join us um, often so we can chop it up and really get some good insight, not only because he covers the team, but good insight because he's played the game. He's played the position. A lot of the guys in that in that um in that realm in that room high school potentially maybe maybe a year of college maybe juco who knows but my man has played up against these guys he played i mean he's known andy Isabella since he was like yay high you know what i'm saying he, he grew up in cleveland so he's definitely got the inside the inside in the game i don't know what took this brother so long but i'm so glad he's in that sphere he's in that realm and uh we get to we get to really uh, see him come up in the game. So shout out to my man, uh, Carl Jones. Uh, that was that was a huge that was huge to see him come through and show some love. Now, this Steelers game, man. What do you want to see in this Steelers game? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Who do you want to see thrive and push in this Steelers game? I'm going to tell you right now, man. I got three players that is on my, that's on my radar that I really want to see repeat. I want to see repeat. And I want to see more of this player. So my first one, and, and I stayed away from asking all, I mean, I had so many questions, folks, but I plan to have Carl Jones often uh, on the show, more often on the show. And I will be able to ask the questions. And when I know he is coming on, I'll have you guys, I'll put out a mailbag. You give me your mailbag questions and I'm going to shoot them out to my man, Carl. Um, but what I love about what was presented and what is going to be, um, I guess displayed in this upcoming game 
is Osiris Torrance. I want to see more of Osiris Torrance. I need it. I want it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I want to see how he gels in the second game. You got the, you got the taste in your in the first game. First game, you got you got a feel for what the league is about. You got a feel for what competition is going to be like. Now you're going to go up against you know I mean stiffer competition in, in these Pittsburgh Steelers. And Pittsburgh always brings it. No matter who, no matter when, no matter what, they always bring it. And they're from a tough division, that blue, that blue and black division. They always bring it. So I'm looking forward uh, to that. So Osiris Torrance, number one. Number two, I want to see more of that middle linebacker position. Not, not anybody more, not anybody specific, but I'm going to be paying attention to how I guess Dotson bounces back. I don't think he had. He didn't play enough for me to say he had a horrible game. It wasn't like that at all. Not a horrible game whatsoever, but I didn't see enough. And what I did see, I wasn't, I wasn't totally impressed, right? Dorian Williams, on the other hand, totally impressed with what I saw from him. Can he repeat? Will he get more time? I love that. I'm seeing people are all about AJ Klein getting the start at linebacker. If we are starting AJ Klein, we're in, we're in trouble. And I'm not saying I'm not saying we're in trouble because AJ's a bum and he's a clown. Nothing like that whatsoever. Because at one point, AJ, AJ Klein, when he was on the squad, was one of our better defenders. He was after it. He was in coverage. He was blitzing the quarterback. He had five and a half sacks for crying out loud one year. So he can play. But I'm I'm not. Are we are you I can't even formulate my words? You just understand what I'm trying to say is I ain't trying to see Mr. AJ Klein at middle linebacker. I'm sorry. I'd rather see my young buck get in there, Dorian Williams. But Tyrell Dotson's, it is Tyrell Dotson's job to lose. And I really need to see Tyrell Dotson really step up and really show what he's got. Because if he if he's still, you know I mean, stagnant and Doran still is on the rise, we could see a shift in power in that position. So I'm going to be paying attention to that linebacker position very much so. That's number two. Number three, I need to, I want to see Kincaid, man. We didn't get a whole lot of Kincaid the first game. And rightfully so, you know, I mean, he's going to be a big part this year, but I'd like to see, I'd like to see big things from Kincaid in this game, in this little series, even if they put a package together, you know what I'm saying? Two or three plays that, that are targeted just for him to see him, how he plays and how he does. I need to see that. I want to see that. I'm interested in seeing that because like Carl Jones said, a lot of these, the notion of having a tight end, a rookie tight end come in and really do well is it's usually out of the question they're usually you know what i mean they're usually in a developmental role before we put you up there well we we're not expecting much from you if you're going to be on the field you better be able to block you better be able to you know what I mean, get in line but that's not what they're going to be asking him to do primarily your job primarily is to get out in space and do what you do and the fact that he is in the words of carl jones like a receiver in a tight end's body doing what he does and he's so smooth Man, you can't ask for any better. So for those that are playing fantasy, don't you wait. Don't you wait on Kincaid, man. Try to grab him, you know what I'm saying, maybe the fourth round, maybe fifth round, maybe, you know what I'm saying, if he's around still. If people don't know about him, they better know. They better know. So we'll see how that all, how that all plays out. But uh, those, those are the three things that I'll be paying attention to, right? So I want to see Osiris Torrance. I definitely want to see what he brings to the table. I want to see what this linebacking crew is going to look like. Obviously, we talk, we, we're talking about Kincaid and this offense, and we're going to see Josh Allen on the field. We're going to see Stephon Diggs. So we're going to see the offense. Number four, 
that cornerback position. I'm sorry, but we got we to see who's going to separate because the season is less than a month away. And if everybody's still like this, bunched up, and nobody can make a decision on who's the guy, I don't quite think that Dane Jackson has – he's got maybe the slight edge, but I don't think he's the clear-cut number, number two corner. I really don't. I think that for now – He's in that position based on experience. He's got more experience than the guys on the squad in, in Benford and Kyrie. But I'd like to see them equally get a good share in there. If they have to rotate and get in there, I need one of y'all to step up and make a play. Right now, Dane is leading the way. He was in the right place, right time, with a horrible pass by A.R. Richardson. You know what I'm saying? However, there's going to come a time where you, y'all, one of y'all got to separate. One of y'all got to separate. All this, all this kind of being cool with each other. And no, no, no. All y'all got to separate. One of y'all. Like, really separate. Because at the end of the day, if one, if one isn't performing well, you're easily able, you're easily going to be yanked and another guy goes in. Right? You get beat. Yo, think about yo, Bedford in. You know what I'm saying? So what you have a little more leeway when you're that clear-cut guy. But it's all about confidence. It's all about confidence. It's all about having the 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 mindset that. You're you're that dude. You're bad. You're a bad dude, and you're not you're not to be messed with. And that's that type of attitude you need in a DB. You need that. You need that in that DB, right? So those are the four things that I'm looking for. So I ask you guys, the viewers, the fans, the Bills fans, Bills Mafia, what is it that you guys are looking for in this upcoming game? That's got you hyped. That's got you interested in seeing how this plays out. Is it is it Taylor Rapp? Do you want to see more Taylor Rapp? Are you looking to see? And I really want to ask him about that backup quarterback position, but I mean, I had to respect his time and we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll have him back on there in no time. Hopefully we can get him next week, honestly. But when you look at what you see in, in Kyle Allen and Matt Barkley, I mean, you have coach McDermott and Ken Dorsey kind of both on this point where like, listen, man, Barkley has the advantage. Of course, he's going to be a little better. But he wasn't that much better than Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen actually graded well. He didn't, he didn't look stellar. But when you look at where they both are, you got a guy that's been in the system a long time, and you've got a guy that just got here. And if you're telling me that there wasn't that much difference between the two, between the two then shoot, then, I mean, I need to see more. Then. I need to see more. Because right now, when I look at those two guys, I'm like, all right, it is what it is. I mean, shoot, if we're looking at those two guys, you know, season's done. You know what I'm saying? If you're reading this, it's too late by Drake. If you see Kyle Allen or, you know what I mean, Matt Barkley at quarterback, it's too late. Season done. It ain't happening. That's just the way I look at it. But uh, who are you guys planning to see? I got a, I got my man Bobby Ray in the building. What's up, Bobby? Bobby comes in and he says, I want to see Allen. I want to see Cade. I want to see Leonard Floyd. I like that. I want to see D. Will. All I, that's all I want to see tomorrow. He's going to be paying attention to those guys, and those are valid guys. I'd like to see a little bit more of Leonard Floyd. Real talk. Leonard Floyd is is legitimate. Um, I want to add to that list. Kingsley Jonathan. I want to see if Kingsley Jonathan can make some room. I know he's, 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 he's bottom of the depth chart a little bit, but if he can, if he can make his way up there and be part of this rotation, that's dope. That would be cool. But we are deep at this defensive line position. We are very deep. So, uh, we'll see how this plays out, man. I want I will see how this plays out. Um, somebody said, I want to see Jenna Cottrell from Buffalo plus, uh, I mean, shoot, everybody's got who they want. Everybody's got uh, a person that they want to see. So um, that being said, folks, with this game, this upcoming game, who who is it on this on the Steelers that presents a challenge? Well, we are going to be challenged by the, the Pittsburgh O-line. 
They got a solid old line like they always do. And uh, we're, we, we're going to have our hands full for the first quarter in a bit. We're going to have our hands full. So, obviously, our run game seems to be coming on, and it's looking good. I mean, we got a small, small, small sample size uh, just last game. Obviously, the, with the small sample size from James Cook, James Cook is looking mighty nice, and uh, he's, he's looking confident in year two. So we're going to see a little bit more of James Cook. I'm still on the fence on, on whether I'm all in on James Cook. I want to see I want to see more. But I liked what I saw from James Cook last week. I really did like what I saw. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more. Um, I got a comment coming from my man, Walter. What up, Walter? Walter comes in and says, I feel that the middle linebacker position uh, is being overblown. Oh, no team is winning a Super Bowl because they have elite linebacker play. Not saying linebacker isn't important, but if we win the Super Bowl because defense, it won't be because of linebacker. Although I agree in a way with that comment, Mr. Walter, but sometimes when the game is on the line and you know what that other team's going to do and it's third and one or it's second and three and you know it's most likely going to be a run, and your linebacker over-pursues and leaves a wide-open gap for the running back to take it 65 yards, that is a problem. So it, it is very important that that is taken care of because when you have a linebacker that is a stud that doesn't allow that nonsense to happen, is disciplined in their position, it allows everybody else to do what they do, right? Your defensive front can do what they do. But if you're out of position multiple times that's a problem and i get what you're saying of course it's important but it's not the end all be all of why we win a championship i mean obviously there are some the pecking order of of a position of importance on the squad obviously quarterback being number one and having a good corner cornerback being number two in my opinion and then obviously left tackle to protect your blind side of the of the quarterback but fam if you don't have a linebacker that's nasty like that, that can get in the, get in the dirt, you're going to have a running back having a field day. You know what I'm saying? So it is important. Every damn position is important, really, really and truly. But I understand what you're saying. I really do. You make a, a valid point. Um, my man says, uh, Warrior says, Yo, Rico, you could make formations to cover the weaknesses. Uh, of course you can. But, like, how many formations are you going to how many How many weaknesses are you trying to cover? You know what I'm saying there's only so much times where you're like, yo, I can't keep covering this weakness because at one point it will get exposed. So when they find out what you're trying to cover up, they will uncover that and expose that. So we want everybody lockstep and ready to roll. But I, I'm with you. I get it. There are ways to mask certain things, but this is the NFL and people uncover things quickly. Film is there for a reason. If they look at the film, they replay it and replay it and be like, yo, you see this? Did you catch catch this? Look what they're doing. They're, they're, they're running this play to hide this because this guy's terrible in this. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do this, right? It's the NFL, man. It, there's not a whole lot that hasn't been seen. <laughs> there hasn't, there's not a whole lot that hasn't been seen. So uh, we'll, we'll soon see uh, how this team is going to look when we play some, some tough competition. Um, next topic on, on, the, on the show here, before I get out of here, what are we uh, almost an hour into the show? Uh, this AFC East, bro. I'm looking at the, our schedule and I'm looking at who we have in this division, who we have in this conference. 
Woo-wee, folks. It's going to be a tough one. It is going to be a tough one. It's, this is uh, every game is going to count. And the most important thing for us is to stay healthy. Oh, my gosh. We need to stay healthy because we stay healthy. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Wario's like, Rico, no, just stop. Oh, what am I saying? Yo, I'm just saying. <laughs> this guy said cap. Ain't no cap, man. This division is tough as shit. And if you think that we just going to roll right through it, man, yo, we got to back it up a little bit. We got to back it up just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the first game because the first game will set the tone because you saw it. When we played the Rams first game. We were hyped. We We wanted all the smoke. We were coming for everybody. We were coming for everybody's neck because there was a sense of confidence that happened. And we need to... We need to we need to muster that confidence yet again when we face off the Jets and the Jets are going to come in ready to roll, ready to roll. They got a new quarterback. You know, what I'm saying they're they got a TV show and they're bumping. And and I'm going to tell you something. There's something that's really annoying the heck out of me. I've never seen in my lifetime watching football where the quarterback and the cornerback are like besties in what world. I've never seen such things. You got Aaron Rodgers and, and Sauce Gardner and and doing all this stuff. Like, yo, what is that? Since when? When when was there a connection as such? There this is such movie, movie, like movie star feel type. What's going on? Like, we get it. You know what I'm saying? And you're trying to hang out with, with Rodgers, you know what I'm saying? To it's not about clout. I doubt it's about clout, but like, yo, I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of it. So it, I need our bills to shut that down. I needed to shut it down. First game will temper the Jets. The first game will temper the Jets. Will calm their asses down. There's a there, there's a there's a there's a Haitian saying. Uh, for those I know, I'm a Haitian. So there's a Haitian saying where we say, "Yo, put some water in your wine." You know what I'm saying? Because right now that wine they're sipping on is mighty strong, right? So the Bills are gonna come in and put some water in their wine and calm their asses down. That's what needs to happen. Oh boy, oh boy, these Jets are hype. These Jets are hyped, so the Bills need to come in because I'll tell you right now, the Bills calm those Jets down. All right, man, now y'all going to know who daddy is. You guys going to know who daddy is, right? But we let the Jets come out and win that first game. All hell going to break loose. You know what I mean? Because now they're going to, we took down the division chance. Who the heck are these Bills? I told y'all there's going to be a whole lot of that. That's why this week one is so annoying to go against the Jets. There's going to be a whole lot of, Shit talking coming from the Jets if they come out and get the dub against the Bills in week one. We are not going to hear the end of it. And that's only week one. That's why we need to come in and shut that shit down and remind them who daddy is. And that's it. We just got to remind them. Sometimes you got to remind them. Sometimes you mean little brother or the son. I got my little guy. I can say that now because I've always I've always been a daddy. You know what I'm saying uh, a, a, a dad, a girl dad. You feel me? Now I got my son. It's going to become a time where my son's going to try to take me and I got to remind him who daddy is. And there's going to come a time that he's going to overtake at one point, but I'm going to make it damn hard. So the bills got to make it damn hard for these jets to not come in week one and try to steal a dub, man. I'm excited as you can tell. So tomorrow's game is going to be fun. It just got me. It got me in my feels, right? Talk about the jets, but golly, man, but it's going to be fun. So, um, so this this game tomorrow is just those are the guys I want to watch. I'm looking forward to it, and um, they got some good players on that squad. Right, Deontay Johnson, 
know what I'm saying? You got uh, you got Kenny Pickett that's going to be doing his thing. He's well-coached team. Matt Canada is back as the OC for that squad. So uh, it's going to be fun, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it and seeing how, how they do. Um, so if you guys have any questions that uh, you guys want answered or you, you're like, yo, what, Rick, I need, you, I need your thoughts on this, man. What are your thoughts? Go ahead and jump in the comment section. We here. Let's talk about it. Um, what do we got? I got my man. JR Josh Richardson. What's up, JR? What's happening, bro? Go, J, JR goes, yo, what up, Rico? Great show as always. I appreciate you, my G. Appreciate you. Thank you. What are your thoughts um, about starting D Will at middle linebacker or trade for Devin White or sign Anthony Barr? Um, I was in the train about Devin White. Devin White, when he said, Yo, trade me, I want out, trade me. I was like, okay. I, I want all of that. You know what I'm saying? Devin White on the Bills. That boy, sideline to sideline. He's nice like that. But the Bucks came out and said, nah, we ain't trading you. Man, sit your black ass down. We ain't trading your ass. All this chatter you're talking about, be quiet. You ain't having it, right? Now, Anthony Barr, on the other hand, um, would be a nice addition. But I feel that the Bills want to see what they have in Terrell Bernard. They have to. You drafted the man in the third round. You got to see what you got in him. You got to see it, Right. They need to see what they have in Dorian Williams. So you bring in an Anthony Barr that 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 puts the development on the back burner of Dorian Williams. You're not really trying to see Dorian Williams play if you bring in an Anthony Barr. So I don't see them bringing anybody in uh, to compete for that spot unless they really don't like what they have in Tyrell Dotson or they don't like what they have in AJ Klein, which I highly doubt because AJ Klein knows the system. He knows McDermott's defense. McDermott is going to hold on to him. So it's it's I can't see any additions happening to that to that portion of the team. But I'm not oblivious. It could happen. But I would I could bet money that they would rather see before they bring in anybody onto the squad. They'd rather see their own in Dorian Williams um, excel and show what he's got. Because if you looked at what his last production was against the um, the Colts. Dude had he had six solo tackles on his own in seven total. Six solo tackles. I got it. I'm on my own. One on one. Let's go. So I, I like I like what I see. I like what I see. I mean, and we're our, we're going up against Najee Harris. They got a good squad out there. O line is solid. So yeah, we're, we're gonna see what we're gonna see what's happening, man. But I, I'm a big fan of Dorian Williams. I like what he brings to the table, and uh, I'm looking forward to it very much. So uh, I got another super chat. From my man James, my man, my fellow Canadian James. What's up, James? James says, James says, yo, hot topic. Uh, off topic. I said hot topic. Off topic says, yo, how was the cottage last weekend? Did you take the kitties for a hike? Uh laugh my ass. I'll keep it up, Rico. Uh, no, I did not take them for a hike. I did not take them for a hike. The, the cottage was actually really dope. It was actually on on the ocean, right? I mean, if you guys don't know, I live, I'm this province is surrounded by the Atlantic Ocean. So um Bay of Fundy, all that stuff. We in cold, we're in cold water territory. You feel me? So, yeah, man, it was uh, it was actually really fun. The the beach that we're on was like it looked like it was beach, it was ocean water, but looked like a lake. It was so calm, so it was chill, man. The kids were just playing around. I got on an inflatable boat. My black ass got in the water. I was rowing. You know I'm saying I was doing my thing, but the current was so damn strong. I'm thinking I'm going somewhere, and I'm sitting still. I'm like I'm thinking like. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm rowing. And my wife is, is, is across from me. So she's, she's trying to row and we're, we're struggling. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm tired, man. I look back. <laughs> the shore is just right behind me. I was like, God, Lee, the current didn't even let me do shit. 
I was trying to be great. And yeah, man, I I was denied. They said, no, 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 no. We ain't let you go nowhere. So, um, but other than that, it was, it was actually fun, man. It was something that I would definitely do. Uh, but here's a question that I, I asked my wife and I asked my kids and I'll ask you guys this too, because I prefer, I mean, the question was like, like friends of ours that have cottages and so on and so forth, or cottages that have been passed down from family member to this, that, and the third. So I said, if we ever came into money and we were just a millionaires and we could do whatever we want and uh, we could purchase a beach house or a lake house, which would you choose? And I'm a lake house all day because I feel you can do more in lake water. You know what I'm saying? You want to get out there and go fish. You could do that. You want to, you want to, you want to be calm. You want to get on a little rowboat. You, there's so much more things you can do. Beach house is nice. The ocean is nice. It's the view is nice. The sand is there. But I feel like the lake house would be more chill. It's just more relaxing. What are your thoughts? Beach house or lake house? Which one Which one would you guys rather? By the way, I appreciate the, uh, the off-topic uh, question, James, because I actually appreciate off-topic questions. Sometimes it's not about Bills football. It's not, a, it's not always about Buffalo Bills football. Sometimes it's just, yeah, let's pod, man. Let's talk. Let's talk about whatever, man. Uh, shout out to my man, Johnny Boy. What's up, Johnny? Johnny comes in. Yo, Rico, uh, do you want to go in a game with me? Shoot, you paying? Shit, if you if you paying, Johnny Boy, you let me know the time and the place, and I'm going I'm to bring my I'm gonna bring myself, and let's do it. So if, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're just capping right now. You're just talking shit, and you got me excited. But, yeah, man, if you try to go to a game, man, and then it's all all expenses paid, bro. Hit me up, and uh, we'll have a damn good time. Because you know me, when I watch these games, man, I don't play games, man. I'm tunnel vision. I'm talking mad shit and excited just the same. So uh, if that's the case, man, Johnny Boy, hit me up. Yeah, hey, we'll do it up, bro. We'll definitely do it up. Uh, but yeah, man, these uh, I'm pretty much uh, I'm pretty much. Uh, I mean, my topics that I want to hit up on my guest is gone, so my topics that I want to hit were hit. Uh, so we're good. Johnny Boy says Canada. I sure am in Canada. I am a Canadian, my G. I live in uh, I live in Nova Scotia. I'm out here in Scotialand. Uh, Zmat, Zmat says your lake house may be more uh, secluded, too, and more family like stuff to do. I agree. It's so chill, man. You just have to relax. It's tranquil. There's something about a lake house that is just tranquil. You know what I mean, you go to a beach house. I mean, it's cool. I mean, the the sound of the ocean is nice. Don't get me wrong. I like the sound of the ocean, but like, there's not much activity you could do. By going into the ocean. I'm saying lake houses, that's where it's at, man. That's where it's at. Um, somebody said pervert alert. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, let me see what we got in terms of uh, questions and concerns that you guys have. Uh, if, you got, if, you, if you got money, rent all over the world. I guess you could do that too, Kim. Just explore all over the world and rent this and rent that. I mean, yeah, I agree. But you, you can't, I mean, you can do it when you got kids. But when you don't, when you have kids... You're limited on a whole lot that you could do. But when you're a millionaire, shoot, you can do what the hell you want. I can, I can, I can buy the teacher and yo, you're gonna tutor my kids while we do and 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 we, you know, we surround the world and go all over the world. So I get it. I get it, kid. I'm with you. I'm with you. But sometimes you just want to go with your partner. You just want to go with your lady and say, yo, F them kids. <laughs> oh, leave them kids behind, man. F them kids and let me just go hang out. We'll see. My man uh, Dave Cooler says, yo, I live in the finger. Gl- the Finger Lakes, uh, lots of lakes. See, and you probably love it out there. You probably love it out there. So it is what it is, man. Um, I see a comment coming in from my, my man, Troy Gabriel. So he says, you'll pray for me, man. Please, Mafia. I'm in so much pain. Thanks in advance, man. 
prayers out to my man Troy Gabrielson. Whatever ailment that you're going through, uh, I pray that God puts his hands over you. You know what I'm saying? It takes that pain away from you, brother. And uh, and you can get up and do what you do on a daily basis, man. So I hope that pain is taken away from you, my guy. Uh, any few more questions that you got, then I'm out of here, folks. Uh, but let's talk about it. Oh, my man. Hold on a second. Bernita Pennick says beach house all day. See, you're like my wife. My wife's like, yo, beach house. Give me the beach house. Lake house is cool, but beach house is where I live at. Um, I went to North Carolina by the Atlantic Ocean. Beautiful. Uh, you're right, though. It is. It is. It is. It is beautiful. There's no questions about that. But there's something about a lake house. That's nice. <laughs> something about later. I don't got to worry about sharks. I don't got to worry about any of that stuff. I mean, tranquil waters. We straight. We good. We're good like that. Uh, let's see what we got in any more questions. Scott Blakely, my guy, my one of my number one supporters, Scott Blakely says, Rico, the pod God. Easy now. Easy now. I just like to do what I do, bro. I just like to do what I do. And uh, if I'm able to do this for a little longer, so be it. But uh, it's fun for the time being. And we're going to keep rocking. We're definitely going to keep rocking. Uh, let me see what we got. Let me see what we got here. Oh, somebody got a jersey? My man John says, yeah, hell yeah, I just got my Josh Allen baseball jersey. You know what? I gotta, I'm going to put you on hold for a quick second. I got to show you guys something. Look what I just picked up. Look what I just picked up, baby. You know your boy's going to be getting in it. I got to, I, listen, I, I haven't played Madden in a minute. Uh, I just, sometimes I just get Madden just for the nostalgia. Just I just get it because I've just been getting it since forever ago. But uh, your boy picked up Madden and we're going to be playing. So if you, if you are a gamer and you got a PS5 or you got an Xbox, I know they can do cross play. If you do any of that stuff, hit me up. My, I, my, uh, my PSN name is Big Wood. It, two G's. B-I-G-G-W-O-O-D. Big Wood. Hit me up. We'll play it up. I'm going to try to put some content on. Try to go online and, and like, stream that thing. We're going to have some fun, man. We'll definitely have some fun. I got my, my man Juan Castillo. Juan Castillo is showing some love. He's been a member of the Bing Squad for 47 months. Salute to you my g i appreciate that man now, let me tell you something before i get out of here i'm gonna keep it a buck here we at buffalo fanatics appreciate you very guys we we appreciate you guys very much man you guys have been rocking with us right through all the changes i know i know you've heard me say this before but it it doesn't go unnoticed we appreciate it and uh, there's a lot of hard work that goes into keeping this brand up there's a lot of hard work that goes into i mean attaining guests and 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 putting out the content and the time put into it so we just it's it's appreciated. We love you guys, and it's appreciated very much. So you have no idea. It's uh, it's uh, it's encouraging that you guys are here to rock with your boy. Uh, Scott Blake says, "Yo, you rock." Sarah says, "Love your takes. Seriously, awesome." <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. So, um, Sarah Christie, I see you. I see you, Sarah Christine. I see you, girl. My man Z Mad says, uh, "So Rico, who would you want to start at the Mike linebacker with current choices?" Sorry if you already answered this. Yes, Madden covered Josh Allen. You damn right. You damn right. Uh, if I had to pick, listen. Here's the way I look at this, man. Here's the way I look at it. When you look at, I, I saw a comment. I don't know what it was, but when you look at the freaking Chiefs, they didn't care if you're a rookie or a 15-year player or not. If you can play, you could play. That's it. And if you're a second-year player, third-year player, 
and you're looking for this to be your opportunity and you didn't seize the opportunity and the rookie just has more upside, you play the rookie. So that being said, and it's really early, but I, you drafted Terrell Bernard in the third and he's a tweener, it seems. He doesn't seem to be like the, the big thumping linebacker, which is fine. You don't always have to be. And then you draft Dorian Williams the, the very next and he's a third rounder, but he's more of a thumper of a linebacker. To me, you got to pick one of them and put them in there. No disrespect to Tyrell Dotson, none whatsoever, because Tyrell Dotson still got to prove that he's that dude, right? And right now he's the penciled in, but he there's no ink on there. He's penciled in. So very easily, that thing could be erased and somebody else put in there. So if I'm picking a linebacker to start and be my guy and, and take your lumps and learn along the way, why not? It's got to be Terrell Bernard or it's got to be Dorian Williams. And if I'm going to pick between those two, Based on what I've seen thus far, I'm gonna take Dorian Williams. I'm gonna take Dorian Williams. I don't care. I'll just, I'll put the I'll put the rookie in. Take your lumps, learn, and away we go. You're gonna. It's not like you're. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you you uh, you're a dummy. You don't get it. You've played the position before. You know what I'm saying? Get that green dot. Learn the plays. Call the plays. And once you're there, you'll take over. But we already know what kind of coach we got. Coach is like, nah, fam. You're a young buck. We don't play that mess. We don't do the young buck thing. Y'all gotta chill. And that's the way he that's the way he does his thing, man. That's the way he does his thing. So uh love it or hate it, that's the way McDermott rolls. So it's just what it is, man. It's just what it is. Uh shout out to my guy, <laughs> Scott Blakely coming in. Scott Blakely's been rocking with the BF squad for 45 months. 45 months. It feels longer, Scotty. It does feel longer, but I appreciate you. And you know what? I I appreciate Sarah Christine saying team lake house. Fist bump, because I'm Team Lake House all day. I'm Team Lake House. There's just something about the Lake House that's just super chill. Super chill at the Lake House, man. Uh, Josh Ulrich. Yo, Rico, did you, did you start BF? Never was sure who started it and how it all all the people that you... Sorry, hold on. Let me read that again. He asked if I started BF. He's asking me specifically if I did. No. Uh, never was sure who started it and how all people that you that you're got you guys do videos came about would be a good story to tell one of these days. Well, this is the moment that you guys get. Um, did I start BF? No. Pierre started BF. Pierre started BF uh, in the moment where there was all these message boards that are going on. And, and there was really not a lot of places that you're know saying um, Bill's fans could come in and just do what they do. And uh, so it started off as Bill's fanatics. If you guys remember, if you guys are OGs, OGs, it started off as Bill's Fanatics. And uh, once we once the steam started rolling and we started really kind of establishing ourselves and really getting out there, and then we started doing live videos. Instead of doing the whole, you know, I mean, on a thread and making a huge long thread and getting people to just go in, we started, we started doing this whole, you know, I'm saying going in. And then how Buffalo Fanatics got really remolded and rebranded because we were primarily on on facebook right and then the bills came out and was like yo we will sue your asses if you don't change your name from bills and it wasn't just us they've they they pretty much went after everybody that had anything bills in their name i was like you got to be kidding me we're sitting here trying to bring attention to the team and this that you should be working with us like nah fam this is not the way it works man so cease and desist is what they said this is a letter real talk cease and desist y'all got to change your name asap 
or we gonna take legal action. We're like, oh shit, okay, Bill's not playing around. So we decided to go with Buffalo Fanatics. And once we did that, we completely rebranded everything. And uh, and then we, so it was myself, uh, Pierre and Bobby, us three. And uh, and then we just, we're here where we are today. And a lot of the content creators, I'll be real, a lot of the content creators that you see out there now, uh, we've been affiliated with them in one way or another, where we've collabed or they were under the umbrella of, of Buffalo Fanatics at one point. Um, and uh, and everybody's branched out to do their own thing, which is cool. Uh, but you mean the OGs in the game? Uh, I think it's like I think myself uh, and Pierre and and Bobby and, and BF, and I think at the at the time when we first started, like 2013, I think Eric Turner was doing his thing. And shout out to him because he's built his nice brand as well with Cover One. So uh, and now you've seen all these other brands that have put their stuff together, which is super dope. Because if you look at other brands out there, uh, excuse me, other teams, there's not a lot of uh, of like when I talk to content creators, like dude, I look up Buffalo Bills and I see podcast left, right, center. Like y'all got a lot of representation for content creators that are covering the team. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And that's why you got to stay current and you got to stay on top of things because I mean, there's competition at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, once you know what you do and you know what you do well, you stick to that, right? And I think that's what we've done. I think we're doing all right. And, uh, and we'll we'll continue to do what we do. I mean, are we going to learn a few things along the way? Of course we are. Are we going to take a couple L's along the way? Yep. Are we going to get a couple W's along the way? We will too, right? But it's all about the grind. It's all about the growth. And uh, that's in the long of it, in the short of it, if you will. That's how it started off. So I hope I answered your question, my guy. Um, but yeah, man, that's how it got started, man. But like there was so much things in between that's happened that's made BF to what BF is today. But uh, you guys have been rocking us with us for a long time, man. A long time. And yo, you know what? My girl, Jessica Tennis, big shout out to Rock Power Report. Those are my guys, man. Chris and Drew are my guys, man. Like, listen, we, when I tell you, we've we've been in the game for a minute now, man. We've collabed and we've worked with a lot of people. Have, have we ruffled a few feathers along the way? Yup. Yes, we have. Are there people that don't like us? Yup. You know what I'm saying? But life is too short to give a damn, man. You know what I'm saying? Some people getting their feelings about certain things. What are you going to do? You just got to keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? But uh, the key is to try to stay positive, man. No hate. All love. Try to show love. And uh, we go from there, man. So that's why this, this game is fluid, man. This changes everywhere. Left, right, center. Some people rock with you. Some people don't. Some people want to be part of it. Some people, ah, you know what I mean? And some people are there for the clout. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching you for guys a long time. I'm just, so it's, it's finicky. It's finicky. So that's, it's all about uh, staying consistent. And 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 trying to give viewers and the viewers what they want. And I was once a viewer too, right? So when you see what's going on, you're like, yo, I, I need something like this. I need to, to get into a, a, uh, an avenue where I can express myself. And that's how pretty much that I got here. Cause I was like, yo, I ain't doing all this typing. I ain't doing all this, all this, all this writing. I need to speak my mind. Give me one of these. Let me get my passion in and let's go. <laughs> let's go. Uh, let me see what we got. What else we got? What else we got? What else we got? I'm just kind of taking questions for y'all before I get out of here. It's Friday night. So if you guys want to keep rocking, we can keep rocking. We still got 190 of y'all in here. So this is your time to ask the questions, man. It's Friday night, baby. Um, but yeah, man, what else, whatever you guys got, let's go. So Josh says, yo, how did Z-Bot get here? Z-Bot, <laughs> Z-Bot's my guy. So Z-Bot was with us, uh, like prior to, right? Years back. And then... And then he kind of went MIA a little bit because he was busy, he was working and stuff like that. And then 
And then he, he, but he was always part of BF. And then finally like, yo, let's, let's try to make this thing happen, man. And started doing more stuff and started getting on live more. And then he's taking the, listen, Z-Bot's a star, bro. Steve, Z-Bot is that dude. Z-Bot has, let me talk about Z-Bot. Z-Bot, this, this guy has the energy. He's got such great energy on the mic. That's why him and I, like when we get together, is fun because I can feed off his energy. He can feed off of mine. And uh, he's just got the energy for it, man. He's got the radio voice. Everybody wants to say, you know what I'm saying? Like his voice is I was like, dude, that's him. That's his shit. It works for him. It's amazing. It's perfect. And I couldn't be happier, man. This guy, that's my guy, man. Uh, I'm a, I love Z-Bot. Z-Bot's my dude, man. He's a, he's a fan favorite. I think everybody loves Z-Bot. How can you hate him? This guy's legit. And he's very much like me, man. Yo, I don't want no drama, man. Let's just have a good time and let's just be cool. Him and I are so aligned. <laughs> Yo, we don't get into like, if you, you you're not going to really see us get into like X and O's because we're not strong in that regard. You know what I'm saying? And we know it. <laughs> we know where we're strong at and we know where we're weak at. <laughs> that's exactly what it is, man. But yeah, that's my guy, man. Z-Boss legit. That's my dude. And uh, he's always going to be my dude, man. Let me see what we got. Johnny Boy comes in with a super chat. What up, Johnny? Johnny comes in and says, yo, I'll play you in Madden and would gladly pay for the ticket to go in any Bills game this season. You just got to you just got to get to Orchard Park. I think we can make something happen. I think we could try to make something happen. But hear me out, bro. Listen, getting to Orchard Park is one thing because I got to fly, then rent, then accommodations. Yo, man, we, we, we'll we talk about it. We're going to have to talk about it. But yeah, man, uh, let me take a couple more questions and then I'm going to get out your way because I'm sure you guys are sick and tired of hearing me talk. Uh, but let me get up in that. Uh, let me see what we got here. We got my man, Scott Blake. He says, yo, awesome job, Buffalo Fanatics. Coming from early on, brilliant marketing. Still want to see more of you live watching games. You know what? The live watching games, that's Pierre's baby right there. Pierre does such an amazing job of getting in there and and just just engaging. He's he's You don't see him on the mic often, but when he does, <laughs> he's always sipping on some you know what I'm saying? And getting hype. And you guys got him losing his losing his voice. By the time that I'm ready to go on a post show, post game show, he's already got you guys hyped up. And then I'm like, I take over and we just keep it going. So, uh, but yeah, Pierre does an amazing job. Pierre does an amazing job. And if you guys have been watching and looking at our Instagram, our Instagram page is one of the better sports pages out there. And I'm not just talking biasly. I mean, I am a little bit. But if you really look at what's out there, man, we are... Yo, shout out to Bobby. Bobby is our guy. He's the he's the mind. I mean, he's our dude, man. Bobby comes in and handles business. And uh, and he's straight. We'll tell you if my shit is ass. He'll be like, yo, man, cut that shit out, man. Like, that's just garbage, man. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. <laughs> and uh, he keeps it real, man. And we got to keep ourselves accountable. If you don't got anybody on your team that tells you some bullshit, yo, that's some garbage, man. Take that shit off. Or no, nah, you shouldn't do that, man. Yo, you're driving me crazy when you do that. All right, I got to fix that. That's how you gotta keep you gotta keep ourselves, you know what I mean, accountable for that, man. It's just what it is, man. It's just what it is, man. Twins24 says, yo, Rico, Zbot is the man. Yo, Zbot is the man. Yo, he really is, man. That, that's my guy right there. That is my guy. Zmat says, Yo, Rico, Pierre, just keep me, uh, keep being you, fellas. Keep uh keep killing it. Same to you, bot, rev, Bobby, all them involved. Yeah, man. My man Rev is coming back. Y'all better watch out for my man Rev, man. He's gonna be revving it up and bringing it back to y'all. So uh be on the lookout for that. And uh, that is that, folks. Uh, hold on a second. I said, my man says, in terms of videos, does Pierre do lives? Uh, Pierre doesn't do any live shows. If he does anything live, it's usually the post, uh, usually the game. 
live live streaming during the game. And occasionally he'll make a, a recorded video. Occasionally. If he's really feeling passionate about something, he'll make it a recorded video. But that's about it, man. That is about it. So that's it for me, folks. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the back end of, of this pod. Um, uh, do me a favor. Smash that like before you guys get out of here. And um, until next time, man, we'll just we'll do this up. We'll do this again tomorrow. We're going to watch that uh, that uh, that Steelers game. And uh, I'm unsure if I'll do a post game or not. I may do a short post game uh, just to kind of get get back in the groove of doing post game shows. So I may jump in there and do that. And then uh, we'll go from there, folks. So I appreciate y'all. Y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, we'll try to do this again tomorrow. So, folks, have yourself a great night. And thanks for tuning in. Do me a favor. Go ahead and hit up and uh, follow me on Twitter. Rico underscore BF underscore. And uh, hit my man up, Carl Jones. Jones 11 underscore. Hit him up. Do me a favor. Follow him. And uh, and we'll go from there, folks. So that's it. And uh, I'm out of here. So until next time, folks, y'all have a great night. And we'll catch you on the flip side. It's your boy Rico. And I'm gone. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.